Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. Welcome inside the Permission Granted Podcast, everybody. The PGP, the show about the show, the show within the show. This is the show that takes you behind the scenes of the DA. We're glad you decided to download us and listen to us. You can catch us on iTunes, of course. Just search Permission Granted Podcast. You can also find us using the normal DA show podcast feed. And you can find us on our website, daoncbs.com. Now, Mariah, we've got a couple of things here to get to. I want to start with Hawaii. Because two weeks ago, you were in Hawaii for the week. And one thing we were not able to get to on the show because of a couple of things. You came back. There was a lot of action in sports. And so we were kind of just stuffed with shows and show content. Then we had the five-year anniversary special. That was a whole big thing. Then I was filling in for Jim Rome, three out of five shows. Then you were out, I believe, and so that we just had a bunch of different things, moving parts. We never got to your trip to Hawaii. We know it was wonderful. We know it was beautiful. But what we didn't hear was that you were taken care of in a big way <laughs> when you went out there by listeners and that this is not an ego stroke. Apparently, we're very popular on the island of Kauai. Yes, specifically the island of Kauai. There are a lot of the aliens. Thank goodness I had the uh, much maligned koozie gate. Much maligned? Well, I'm saying the koozie where me and Bogus and Bilotti were finally presented one. I keep that in my backpack at all times. I was able to present it at the leader of the DA Show fan club, Dan, down there, to give him a gift back. But, yeah, we it turned out I got on that island. I was tweeting, uh, I was tweeting from Hawaii that I got made fun of about tweeting from guys around here. And somebody tweeted at me like, hey, I have some recommendations in Kauai for you. And I clicked on their profile. I'm like, wait, this guy's tweeted at me before. He lives in Kauai. So I tweeted back at him. And next thing I knew, we were out to dinner and, uh, you know, a friendship and more more fans uh, grew by the, the day I was there. And they actually had heard that you were going for the yes. first time on the PGP. Yes, exactly. When, when I discussed the PGP, that tipped them off. Like, oh, my God, Mraz is coming to Kauai. As, and that's a direct quote. 
and it really got the got everybody restless about it. And from there was a, a listener, Dan, who's a diehard D alien, and he took uh, the initiative, if you will, to tweet at me. And from what I understood from other fans of the show, there was, I can't believe you answered Dan. Nobody thought you would answer him about meeting up or anything like that. You know, the fact that I would exchange phone numbers with him. They were so taken aback and shocked. They said, you know, when I was going there, like, yeah, okay, tweet at him. I'm sure he's going to respond to you and answer you. But of course I did. It was great. Now, what was some of the special treatment that you got? Okay, well, first of all, I, I took my wife out to a local spot. It was called uh, the Ninth Island, I believe, and it's uh, it's a Hawaiian bar where I learned about Hawaiian culture and how much they love Las Vegas. Okay. It was a Vegas Golden Knights bar. That's their hockey team there. Now, Hawaii loves Las Vegas? Yes, so apparently, and this is what I gathered, on Hawaiian Airlines does direct flights to all the Hawaiian islands, and that's how you can – there's no more ferry service, basically. You can only get to island island by Hawaiian Airlines, and it is now cheaper to get to Vegas – than it is to go just island to island on a 15-minute no flight. Yeah, apparently because there's only one airline that does it. There's a big complaint with them. So because they already live in a vacation area, it doesn't pay for them. They said, if we're going to pay all this money, why are we just going to hop to another island? They go with the cheaper flight, and they go to Vegas. And now Vegas— It's got to be like a five-hour flight. Yeah, if not six. So Vegas, Hawaiian people, natives of Hawaiian, love going to Vegas so much so that they now call Las Vegas the ninth island. And the Vegas Golden Knights have been adopted as their hockey team in Hawaii because they all love Vegas. And they get Vegas wow. they get Vegas sports channels there as well. Whatever really? the main is, like Time Warner, whatever, in all the hotels and everywhere, they get localized Vegas stuff. So they're very excited about the Raiders going to Vegas. So you would think Southern California, all the— sure. No, they love Vegas. So if there's Vegas sports teams, like and, and everything on the menu was named after UNLV basketball players— they love Las Vegas. There. Really? And this bar was called the Ninth Island, and it's where you go, like, you watch Vegas Golden Knights games there. So when the cup run was going on, there's people in Hawaii watching Vegas Golden Knights games. Wow, who would have known that? I would have never known that. Never in a million years. So we went out to this place, and I thought I was just going to go out with this guy, Dan. Next thing I know, one by one, it just starts off with me, my wife, and him. He's got other guys walking in that happen to be fans, and they're all hanging out. We're having a good time. We're having drinks, food. I'm telling you, D, we ran up a tab. I mean, we're eating, we're having Konas, you know, the beers there. We're love a Kona lo- gold now. Love a Kona. I was doing the big waves. You know, we're love the big waves. Drinking, we're ordering nachos, and the whole time I'm saying, I said to myself, I said, you know what, this guy Dan's a good listener. I'm gonna pick up the tab. He invited me out. This, that, the other thing. He ends up without anybody knowing. He gave the waitress who he knew because it's like a small town there the credit card. She goes, Oh no, Mraz, it's covered for by Dan. So I had a whole dinner and drinks night. Incredible. Paid for by this listener. His excuse, he said, you guys provide us with hours of entertainment every day. Let this be my treat to you. I said, that's so nice. You don't have to Incredible. do that, man. So it turns out one of the guys, one of the buddies, runs a boat cruise, a boat tour up the Nepali coast, which is like Travel Channel's one, ten, one of like the 10 things you have to do before you die is like one of these helicopter or boat tours up the Nepali coast, which you can't get to by car. So it's like this beautiful, untouched coast with beach and caves and waterfalls and wildlife. So that that is a pretty expensive tour. The guy goes, no, you're coming on my boat for nothing. Me and my wife go on this guy's boat tour, the Nepali craze. Eric and company over there, they do a great job. I show up. You know, we're on this Navy SEAL boat. We're going in and out of caves. We're going on the waterfalls. I'm, I'm snorkeling over sea turtles. I'm, I'm getting this experience of a lifetime just from guys being fans of the show. And then, D.A., to topper it all off, there gets to be minor buzz about me being on this boat tour there that natives— who are fans of the show, come to the dock 
of where the boat is coming in. And they all know because it's not that many people live in Kauai. What time this boat is due back in that I'm on? Wow. And they're waiting with boxes of pastry to give me, including Dennis, who I remember his name vividly, had a dozen Hawaiian malasadas that are like donuts there. It's uh-huh. like their specialty. They're stuffed with all. You would love them. Sugary, cinnamony, delicious. It was a Friday I was there. He's so locked into the show and the, and the PGP that he said, I know today was Donut Friday and you weren't at work to get it, so let me be this gift to you. Everything's gifts with them. They keep bringing the gifts. And on top of that, then I had another guy with a whole lemon meringue pie. I'm juggling boxes like I'm walking out of a bakery back to my my resort, and my wife is just laughing, going, what is going on here? It was like a baby shower for you guys. Yes. So I spent two and a half days in Kauai, and it was dinner with a bunch of fans. It was a boat tour up the Nepali coast, which is probably the coolest thing I have done in my life. And it's it's sugar rush galore with pastry boxes. And this is how good our fans are. And this brings me up. And they also mentioned our potential trip to Boise. They brought up like, it's very cool if you guys go to Boise. We've been listening. They're talking about the Boise-Hawaii rivalry. They were like, it's kind of cool how you guys are working towards that. And then we get a chance to meet you here because we would never think in a million years we would ever get to meet one of you guys. They told me a million times, DA's getting married. Tell his wife to come to Hawaii. Make sure they come to Kauai. We'll set them up nice. Trying to get you to go there. But we're beloved there. And it really is cool. You know, when we turn on these microphones every day to laugh, listen, and interact with tweets. But then you go somewhere and you meet a pocket of listeners. It's like life-changing. I, that makes me feel so good because, you know, we do the show and you just don't know how it lands and who listens and you just don't know. And that just makes me feel so appreciative that they appreciate the show and do that for you. I mean, that really is very touching. That is really amazing. It's amazing. And think about the time difference. We're on 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific. We're on 3 a.m local time in Hawaii. Right. So we got a lot of early risers and some actually do listen on the podcast. And this was actually a funny tidbit. One of the guys, when I met him that night goes, I could tell you're out this week. The podcast is getting up a little later than usual. I'm going to adjust the schedule. So he was throwing Bilotti under the bus, which I found pretty funny, but they're on the, they know the whole bit with podcasting and everything too. It's crazy. And they got turned on to the show when we moved time slots. Yes. They all became fans when we moved to our current time slot because they were big Jim Rome fans. Every one of them listens to Jim Rome. By the way, everybody listens on apps. It's all the phone apps there. It's not like we're on a direct Hawaii station. They're, Hawaii's glued into, the, I think they're ahead of the game of any other state of like having to get radio from the mainland on their phones. But they love Jim Rome. And then when we started to come on and they were up early listening to Jim Rome, they would get the last hour of our show, start to love it, love the epic fail that was mentioned. Then they love huge Trash Tuesday fans. They started to get it when they started listening earlier to go back. <laughs> they got on the Trash Tuesday. Now they're all hooked. So they say if they wake up at four or five and listen to the end of the show, they always go back on the podcast version, get our first hour of the show too. So all from being diehard Jim Rome fans and us being the lead into Jim Rome, they got really into it. That is so cool. It's awesome. I it, I got chills from it because you know me. Anytime I could have my back padded or oh, told they do a it. good job. But to have fans, I never expected a million. I went on a vacation with my wife. I didn't think I was going to run the DA show listeners. It was unbelievable. Yeah. And we didn't bring up the tater tot incident either. So this is a great kind of ancillary anecdote to your Hawaii adventure. You're sitting down with Danielle about to eat at a sports bar kind of place? Well, we are actually just drinking. We had just eaten. We're, we're at the Maui Brewing Company in Waikiki Beach on Oahu, separate island. So they have Maui Brewing Company. It's like a brewery. It's supposedly the biggest bar in Oahu. So we sit down, and we're, we're just about to order some flights of beer. My wife's having a good time. She's, you know, throwing them back, a little tipsy. Guy is sitting there by himself. 
Stern face, young guy, you know, looks like he'd be my age. He's looking over at us. He finishes, pushes away from the stool, and just gets in my ear, very gently whispers, don't order the tater tots. They suck. Fades into the black and leaves. Just leaves. Just leaves. My wife starts laughing. She goes, what? Why would he think we're ordering tater tots? And I stood there frozen, and I had to explain to her the story about tater tots in Boise, which only happened, <laughs> that whole thing only happened a couple days before I left for Hawaii. So, again, this guy might have actually ordered tater tots at this place, and they might have actually sucked, but it's just crazy to think of, like, we were getting recognized on one island. Could this guy have known, and that was his way of knowing? I don't know. The tater tot bit was, we were talking about this potential trip to to Boise and how they're the home of the potatoes, and you don't like tater tots. Shockingly, I would think you would love tater tots. I like tater tots. You hate them. And people in Boise were very split about whether tater tots are legit. Some of them called it like the trash scraps of potatoes <laughs> pushed together <laughs> into make the tots. It's not like a real potato French fry or a real baked potato or something. So we were debating this on the show. And, I, I mean, I got to say, I don't think it's just totally random that a guy comes up to you and whispers in your ear, don't order the tater tots unless you just looked fat. Okay, that's a little harsh. Well, Come at me. Like, but no, what? I get it. I get it. Like, get... like, let's tell the big guy the tater tots aren't good because he might be f- feverish for him. Right, and it's not like I had any interaction with this guy. Anyway, I had only sat down five minutes earlier and ordered <laughs> some flights of beer. He didn't know who I It's like we were having a conversation about food or anything. Right, right. It was just so weird. And I'm so glad I wasn't by myself and my wife was with me because she can now vouch for all of this stuff, you know, to be like, yeah, why would that guy say that? And, you know, we were just laughing. So, could you imagine some guy just getting in your ear like that? Don't order the tater tots. They suck. And that's it. And no hello, goodbye, hi, I'm John. No, no, Right out the door. That is such a funny bar story because I believe he recognized you. I believe he's a listener. I believe he knows that segment that we did. And he's sitting there drinking. Maybe he's a little tipsy. And he goes, I'm not going to make this a big deal. I'm not going to go up and say, hey, I'm a big listener. Or, hey, I'm a big fan. Or, hey, Mraz, this or that. He just wants... To walk up to you and give you a little inside baseball, just a little inside information, then keep you guessing. I love that. Such a genius line, too. So well-timed, and it fit, considering we were at a food bar establishment. If that was what happened, kudos to him. It made me laugh hysterically. I, You know, and you get a couple of drinks, you start laughing. I was dying laughing. <laughs> dying laughing. That is so great. I, I just I want to thank everybody in Hawaii. I want to thank everybody that took care of you. I want to thank everybody that... Uh, that's locked in over there, man. That just makes me feel so good. That is so cool. And speaking of Boise, I just had a conversation with our boss yesterday. Okay. About Boise. Okay. And the wheels are now in motion from corporate because 93 won the ticket, reached out to our bosses, and was like, we want to make this thing happen. Oh, they did reach out. Yeah. And so now there's conversations at corporate level. Okay. So this is great. So our boss asked me, like, can we, can you get to Boise? Like, is there a direct? And I'm like, I don't know. Let me check. <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll, I said, I'll, I'll get back to you. And he's just sitting there waiting for me to do it. I go, okay, I guess I'll do it right now. Wow. So he's sitting there waiting. There is no direct flight from New York to Boise. Wow. How long are the layovers? Well, I mean, the layover is not terrible, but it's going to be minimum six and a half up to probably a seven and a half hour total duration of the flight. Wow. Yeah, it's a long flight. Without wow. a direct, you've got to fly to Denver. Or Minneapolis. Would it be shorter to drive? <laughs> Why are you laughing? Is it that long? Driving to Denver? No, to, to Boise. Boise's in the middle. 
So driving from Bo- from New York to Boise. Yeah, like Cleveland would be eight hours. So how much longer to Boise? Another two. Yeah, it's about two hours past Ohio. So ten hours. I'm just saying, like, would it be more worth it than sitting around in an airport? Would you want to drive to Idaho, you think? You would have to give me a length of time. Okay. Let me just look it up real quickly, okay? I mean, because that could be funny. It could be very funny. Or we could end up killing each other and no show gets off the ground. I'm going to tell you, though, I think you're slightly underrating how far Boise is. By a I'm trying to picture it on the map. It's the one that looks like somebody's waving high. I don't really know what that means. No, like it's like a body and then there's like an arm sticking up. Right? I think you think that's Michigan? No, Michigan's like the, rounded about. The Mitt? No, I know the Mitt. That's with the lakes that are great over there. Yeah. That's close to Canada. No, Idaho, it's by the Dakotas. Sticks right. an arm up. So you think that the Dakotas are like a 10-hour drive? Look, I mean, dude, I, I've never been in the Midwest. I How far do you think it is to drive to Chicago? I would guess 10 hours. Okay, I think it's more like 19 or something. To Chicago? No, maybe not. Maybe it's like 12. Huh. I've only done the drive up the East Coast. Uh, okay. Maybe I'm off. I This could be like when you ask me for women's weight and I have no idea about bone density. <laughs> Let me see. Chicago, Chicago's 12. Okay. All right. So Boise might be a lot longer. Yeah. Yeah. To, well, now I feel like an idiot. Yeah, to drive to Boise. I think you're underrating Boise a little bit because once you get past Chicago, remember, there's like Nebraska. The Plains. Iowa. The Dakotas. And those are big states, too. Colorado. And then you're getting over to Boise. So you have to go through Colorado to get Boise? Get to Boise? Pretty much. Wow. If we were to drive to Boise, Idaho, uh huh, it would take one day and 12 hours. Well, that's not going to happen, so that's DA. That's 36 hours. Nope, I'm not driving. <laughs> no. 36 hours. I thought you meant, is it quicker to drive from Denver to Boise than to wait for the layover? No, at that point, if I'm laying over, I'm getting back on a plane. I'm not getting in a car. No, it's out there. Idaho is way out there compared to New York. Jeez. Idaho borders Oregon. (laughs) Potatoes better be good. So, I don't mind it, but there's just no direct to Boise. So, we're going to have to transfer... In Minneapolis, Salt Lake, or Denver. There is a flight that goes to San Francisco, layover, and then come back to Boise, but that just seems to be... Yeah, why would we want to go all the way across? Yeah. So, it's going to be like a seven-hour jaunt, seven-and-a-half-hour jaunt, and so, and then remember... I got to be a little deflating. I got to be honest. <laughs> I'm being real here. I love the listeners out there. I just did 13 to Hawaii. That was a, it was a long trek. And then coming back, we're going to lose two hours. So that's that's where the sticking point is. Because going out there, we could leave after the show on Thursday, get out there by Thursday night. Yeah, what, 3 a.m.? Uh, I saw we could leave here at 4 and get in at around 11 p.m. their time. Okay. But coming back is a beast. Because coming back is going to be seven hours in the air or thereabouts with the one-hour you know, layover or whatever, but then you lose two hours. Where else would you rather be on a football Sunday than in the air the whole day? And that's what I said. I said to the boss, I said, you know, how do, we, how do we do this? I do Sunday morning football on Sunday morning and then miss all of the NFL all day? That's not a good look. No. So I said, do we do the show Monday morning and then fly back Monday? So then that's a four-day weekend. That's a lot of starch. It's a lot of starch for four days. 
Honey, I'll be home in a week. I'm going to Boise. <laughs> <laughs> Got to see the blue turf and eat some eat some more Ida's. Yeah, so I don't I don't know what the play is here, but, uh, but I want this on tape. If anybody Boise is listening, I love you. I want to make it happen. Understand the math we're talking about here. <laughs> I'm still in. I think. I mean, I'm. I'm. I, I'm totally. I think this would be awesome. After the hero's welcome, I got in Hawaii. Yes, I'm still in. It is a little daunting to look at when you see the numbers on paper there. It is. Yeah, because that's, you know, you leave you leave Boise on Sunday at noon and you're not back until 9 p.m. That's a... <laughs> and then from the airport, you know, neither you nor I live that no, close to an no, airport. No. It's another, another hour reading tweets about what Tony Romo went over on the air. That's a, that's a big Sunday. It's a beast of a Sunday. Do we get an NFL Sunday ticket up in the air? Well, that's the thing. You know, the boss was like, well, you could just watch the early games at the airport, I suppose. I'm like, that's not a good place to be watching games. Yeah. Or where? Where? At the, the payway in, uh, in the no, Terminal no, 2? I'm sure, there's... <laughs> I'm sure there's a TGIF or something <laughs> at the Boise, Idaho airport. Can we but... turn the sound up? What do you mean? But you're not going to get all the games. No. Wow. Okay. Well, I mean, it's just some logistics. I wasn't ready for these live on the air to answer these questions. I don't want people in Boise hating me. You were like Urban Meyer. You were blindsided at Big Ten Media Days. I am. I'm going to have to issue a statement in two weeks. I was unprepared. I was unprepared for any of this. I thought it was a 10-hour drive. Look at me. I'm a dope. I love the quote. I got to be honest. A little deflated. <laughs> it's a little deflated. I was buzzing. The Giants blowing a fourth quarter lead. I'm somewhere over North Dakota. <laughs> Got to be honest. A little deflating. <laughs> <laughs> but the good news is I think it's going to go down. And uh, it'll be awesome because uh, I'd like there to be some type of like station event where listeners can show up and come hang out with well, us. Well, I would hope. If they're going that way, I'm assuming we could do maybe get like a like a at a bar or something. Yeah. Because I don't want to just go to the studio and then not see anybody. No, no, do a remote where fans can you know show up and yeah. hang out. And, yeah. You know, maybe we do a little meet and greet after. Yeah, maybe a potato eating contest. Potato, yes. See, now that's where you, you inflate me back up, literally, <laughs> and you get me back in. Boy, a belly full of potatoes, losing two hours, seven and a half back. That ain't good. <laughs> do I have time in a layover in Minneapolis to get to a bathroom, DA? We're gonna miss our connection. <laughs> uh you know, I think next week on the PGP, we should discuss why we all love ALF so much. Are you going to do side B? Uh, I'm supposed to. See, I just got hit with a little something if you came on. Bilotti has told me. <laughs> this was discussed last week with me and Bokish. Pete Bilotti is taking on new roles here at CBS Sports Radio. Right. Uh, and he said, quote to me, today's not a good day for the PGP for me. So Bogish now is on the on his way out. So I'm left with... Uh, the guy who does the sports minutes, <laughs> Kevin Hall, or just doing it, showing up first thing in the morning before I do the topicals with, with Bogus in the morning, which I think is going to be my option. All right. Well, at some point, I'd like us to discuss why we all love Alf so much, because me, you, and Bilotti have this incredibly shared love of Alf. Maybe we do like a three-way side A with Pete next week. Okay. Uh, but he's got it. He he's so obsessed with Alf, where he would definitely feel left out if we didn't include him on a side A there. Okay. But uh, we'll check with the big shot schedule. We'll see what that has to happen. Yeah. Now he's a now he's a big week. Yeah. So I'll make sure we'll do Bogus early in the morning. I'll get that up before the show even starts tomorrow. Pete Bellotti, shot caller. 
hey, who else would you entrust? He's already started, by the way, and I don't want to reveal anything with, uh, you know, I might handle some scheduling around here, so whatever days you have off, you better start number crunching and give me the days. <laughs> Excuse me, Pete? All right, relax. I'll get I'll get everything to you. Great. Yeah, so, uh, so we have that to worry about. So, a lot happening. All right. Well, that was Side A. Here comes Side B. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All right. Welcome into Side B of the PGP. Mraz, host of Side B and the executive producer of the DA Show, joined by Andrew the Bogeyman Bogish here. What's up, Andrew? Uh, Sean, it's good to see you. Head to toe, giant blue today. You're all ready to go for your preseason opener tonight. Yeah, so we taped side A yesterday that you just heard, and I told, I said we'd have to tape side B in the morning, and so it's Thursday morning. I am ready for NFL preseason. I'm head to toe. I got an Odell Beckham Jr. jersey, a giant hat, and I walk in excited for football. We're back and everything. Everybody's just dressed in normal adult clothing. I am mm. dressed like I just jumped out of a sporting goods store, and I'm getting so much grief from everybody here. Well, as you said, the rest of us are dressed like adults today. Um, we're not necessarily geeked up about the giant preseason game. It's not like you know Varsity Fridays in high school. Everybody wears their jersey before the big game we on got Saturday. Saquon. Yeah, no, I I know, but it's a Thursday. It's August. It's a preseason game. I, you know, I'm, I'm going to save my one giant T-shirt for the regular season. I'm That's ju- just me. Listen. If they make a run, which I don't think they will, uh-huh. I don't want to see everybody on the train when I was here from day one. No, listen, I will I, I will not jump on that bandwagon. Okay. I will not. Well, fair enough. We have to have you in here again. Because no one else is available. Well, I know how this works. Well, Pete, Pete Body Bellotti is not available, as noted. And as we've discussed two weeks ago, Pete was looking to take on other roles and interviewing people and everything. And <clears throat> obviously this isn't. Announced by any means, but I, I'm guessing it's close to official. Pete is going to be taking on some extra work, doing scheduling behind the scenes for for some of the producers, the board ops, the anchors, and, and such, and and things and jobs that affect yourself and I. Not necessarily the host; he doesn't have anything to do with that, right? But he's he's pitching and helping, and it's a big step for Pete, who wants to you know fulfill a management role here. Mm-hmm. Tired of being Luigi, wants to be Mario, the whole deal. <laughs> and I got to be honest, I mean, that really does perfectly sum up. Everything. Right. He thinks he's Luigi and he wants to be Mario. It, it makes so much sense, like visually, <laughs> strategically, every, everything. Everything about it. And the funniest part about this is his role is not even official yet. Yeah. Okay. I don't even know if it's like when they make him an official role, if they're just telling him he could do this and not it, even taking care of him. It might not even be for air discussion. So right. if we, we right. shouldn't be discussing this and you're important to CBS. Turn this off. Listen, right. listen next week. Forget right. what we're about to say. Well, point the point is, he's already on a power trip. <laughs> so yesterday he starts telling me this. Hey, I think I'm going to be handling the you know everybody's days off for the rest of the year. He goes, do me a favor right now. Go on your computer. I need a calendar printed for September, October, November, December, and then I'm going to need you to write down what days off you need, and then I'll add up how many days you've used, and then I'm going to figure out if you're going to run out of days or not. And I'm looking. I'm like, are are Pete? Relax, number one. Yeah. Why do I have to print the calendars if this is your new role? Mm-hmm. So he's already pointing fingers. Delegating. At, yeah. Delegating who needs to do stuff to help him in his new role. And secondly, are we now at the mercy of Pete Bellotti when it comes to our vacation uh, time? First, like, am I going to have to be here on Christmas Day because Pete says I have to be here? Well, first of all, I I can't I can't wait for the, the first time he complains about being here too long because of all of these... <laughs> 
<laughs> new duties that he has gone down the hall and grabbed off other people's desks. And he's here, you know, on eight hours and two minutes, and he can, he's so angry at the system which he created. Um, right. Now, Pete and I have had many serious conversations, and we've discussed Pete and I finished the trip to work on the, on the same subway. So, As if working together isn't enough. Right, right. So we have, we've had this conversation, and he and I share actually a lot of thoughts about vacation days and the way, like, everyone should use them. Some people think you should, like, you're some kind of, like, super employee. If you don't use your vacations, I think Always that's stupid. Always use them. Never give them back. I think bosses, unless you're, like, in our, the way things work here, unless you're taking off, like, Super Bowl Sunday or, like, the national championship game or game seven of the World Series, like, I think your boss should just let you take your day off when... You need to. There should be who's very to, li- right. Who's to say why you need a day or when you need exactly. a day? Exactly. There should be almost no brushback. So we have a lot of the same mindset here. But yeah, I don't want to have to go through him and explain my days off and be somebody well, actually counting them and like come it's, on now. It's already started. And as we talked about on Trash Tuesday, and you fire back at me this Fire Island arrest of mine. Right. Right. Yeah. So I have a court date on September 13th. Yes. And I gave to the current guy who was doing scheduling. And, you know, no problem, Sean. It's never a problem. So Pete, yesterday, or like not even officially with the role. And when's this, when's this court date of yours? Ah, okay. <laughs> like, what do you mean, ah, okay? Right. I have court, Pete. I can't be held in contempt. I'm not coming here. It's right. Thursday. You'll be okay. Right, exactly. This from the same guy who was begging to get on jury duty. And, uh, you know, come on. He is, uh, I'm he very is Luigi. Worried. I am very worried. Me too. This is a guy, and by the way, I share a lot of his same mindsets too and stuff with like behind the scenes stuff that nobody cares about with scheduling and everything. But I am worried that because we're so close with Pete and work on the same show, that he'll, in his way, think if he, you know, gives us a day we want that people are going to look at him like he's currying favors. Right, and then, he's be harder on us. Right, like yeah. where this is now going to hurt us when it shouldn't yep. even be a big deal. Like Pete will turn this into a bigger deal than it has to be. He's going to use this. He's going to use us to set an example to prove his objectivity, his iron fist. Listen, I didn't give the bogus this day off and Sean, I said no to Sean, so I can definitely say no to you now. I That's can't, coming. We can't have it. We might have a revolt. He can't be Mario. No, he can't. He can't. Pete deserves to be Luigi. Okay, he fits that role nicely. The moment he's Mario, plunger, he's going to stick that plunger right up you know where. Yeah, we need to be Bowser. What are the other bad guys in the Mario world? We need to I don't know. There was that big blob thing. This is not good. That may not have even been. We are in dangerous times, Sean. We are in very dangerous times, and I am not, not happy with that at all. Also, on that note, I hear on side A, I was told, you're uh, probably a no-ski for DA's wedding? No, I, the problem is... The Delaware uh, Blue Hens the, taking the, precedent? Well, I mean, the the three... Precedent? The, close, you're almost there. It's a tough word. I don't like saying it either. President? It's not president. Precedent. Precedent. Precid- no, this is... They would be taking precedence here. Precedent is like when you set precedent, like a decision on, on this one topic that you then use again down the road in a similar situation. Like Bilotti will be. Exactly. Uh, the issue is I've been long signed up to do three more Delaware football games this season like I did last year. I love that you're just the voice of the Delaware Blue Hens. Well, the leftover games. Okay. <laughs> These are the games that aren't picked up by their actual TV partners oh, that they want okay. on TV, so they bring us in for them. So I've been signed up for these three games, not knowing what the games are. They've picked the game in October, they've picked the game in November, and they still have not picked between either September 8th or September 15th. Oh. And September 15th is DA's wedding. But I, 
I can't, and it's their decision, not like you the can't then say side. no. I can't. I can't say no because it's, it's all or nothing on the three games, and I also can't go to them and be like, "Listen, can you make up your mind here?" Because I have a wedding that I may that I have to go to on the fifteenth of September. So, Interesting. Like I'm just kind of waiting for, and like I I RSVP'd on the on the deadline, the DA deadline, hoping I'd have an answer. Didn't have an answer, so I had to tell him that, hey, you know. If there's a time where you need to really lock things in and I don't and and it's soon, tell me and I'll just be out altogether. I don't want to because I know how much <sighs> a wedding sucks to plan and organize. You know, and this is going to be a tough spot for me that you're putting myself in. All right. It's if always we, about you. No, no, no. And this is what I mean. I know a lot of DA's buddies and family from various events and stuff like right. that. Uh, very friendly with a bunch. of Have a great time. If you choose not to come. See, I, I looked at it as like you, myself, Pete, and the women, as they'd say. Yeah. All flock together. We have a good time, drink. And right. then, but we don't have to be latched on. You know, you know, somebody could join in a conversation here, here, yes. here. You break one of those trios off. Pete doesn't know a lot of the DA inner circle. You're going to leave me in a spot where I have to spend the entire four or five hour ordeal with Pete Right. And I will Talking not schedules. I won't get a chance to talk to anybody else at this one. No, you'll be locked in. To I'll the be locked in. CBS Sports Radio. I'll essentially be driving two hours to a wedding to hang out with Pete for four hours. Right. Well, I'm gonna. That's, it's gonna set up a bad precedent. Yeah, it is. It is. I'm sorry in advance for the. I, I, but I hope it. I hope it works out. I hope they pick the eighth. I hope I'm free on the fifteenth. I hope so too. Because the other part too, that's a three thirty kickoff, so I can't even do the game and get to the right. wedding if possible. If it was a nooner, I could do it. Well, best case is you come and we ditch Pete together. Uh, I'd sign up for that. I mean, I th- think. Well, then again, we might need to kiss his ass the whole time with the schedule. Yeah. What I what I want to know is, Da has a, has very prominent Syracuse friends like Andrew Catalan. He cannot come. He's well, calling an NFL that's game. That's what I want to know. I'm probably the third or fourth person who who can't be at the wedding because of a broadcasting commitment, no. and I want to know what the other comparables are that I might have to do uh, It's Delaware Lafayette instead of DA's wedding. You know what? And it was something I didn't really think of until you just brought that up. But I will tell you this. DA can't be getting married during football season. Uh, you said it, not me. We'll discuss this next. Oh, I mean, we'll discuss this next week. I'm going to leave you in that because uh, you have to go. A cliffhanger. A cliffhanger. Because you just brought something up with jobs and stuff. And, uh, you know, DA is a a football guy. We're going to have to get more into this next week. How about that for a tease? Yeah. I'll forget that I teased it, but we have to get it. All right. Well, this is uh, Mraz, and that is Andrew Bogus. You can follow Andrew Bogus on Twitter. Uh, At Andrew Bogus. And you can follow me on Twitter, at MrazCBS. Take care, everyone. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. 
Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.